Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Nicole Arcady, your mental wellness expert. I am excited for this new year, the change of the title of my podcast show. It was called Mental Wellness Mondays. It is now called Mental Wellness for You because mental wellness is something we need to practice every single day. And I didn't want to be hemmed in and locked into just only one specific day talking about mental wellness. Now, I still do like my mental wellness Mondays because I just like to start the week off well. But this mental wellness for you is really focusing on you moms, making sure that we are addressing all the things we have to do. I am Dr. Nicole or Katie. I come with over 20 years of experience in the field of social and behavioral sciences. I am an educator at heart as I am an assistant professor at my local university here. I am a licensed clinical social worker. So that means I'm a practitioner who also practices within the field of mental health. So not only do I look at theoretical ways of issues, but I look at ways to apply and address the issues that I have found and seen in my community. And so my focus area of research has been on mental wellness, addressing mental health needs for my moms to ensure that they are accessing and utilizing strategies to assist them to have mental wellness. And I look at the positive and the negative effects of, um, our responses that we have with our practitioners. So this podcast show is really going to give you information, motivational, inspiring. I have different types of guests that I will be interviewing throughout this season and this this podcast show, all centered around providing some information and resources to you moms so that you don't feel alone. And you can find different ways to ensure that you are adequately addressing your mental health needs and utilizing your internal resources to ensure that you are healthy and whole mind, body, and spirit because all three of those need to be in sync and balancing in order for us to do well. So sit back, relax, and enjoy listening to this podcast show mental wellness for you because it's all about you moms. I am here to address your needs. This is Dr. Nicole Arcady, your mental wellness expert. And guess what? Stay tuned. Buckle up because it's going to be a great ride. Hello, hello. This is Dr. Nicole, your mental wellness expert. I am excited today to talk to you again about a topic that is always so dear to my heart. So we know the theme is mental wellness. So for those of you who this may be your first time listening to this podcast show, my name is Dr. Nicole Arcady. I have been in the field of mental health social work for over 22 years now. The time just keeps going by. I have my doctorate in education, organizational leadership with the emphasis in behavioral health. I am what you call a scholar practitioner. That means I not only look at theoretical issues, but I also look at what are ways to solve those issues and those concerns. And my passion is for moms because moms are so hard on ourselves. We go through so much, but we are the backbone of our families and of society. So my goal was if I can address and help moms in any way, shape possible, that's what I want to do because it will trickle down and help the family and the community as a whole. And so I do these podcast shows. I am on here every first 
and third Tuesday of the month. This is mental wellness for you because your mental wellness is so very important. With an absence of our mental wellness, we're not able to function and do things. So I bring on different guests, different topics we're going to be talking about. And I'm excited today. I got to drink my little water here, guys. I mean, it's hydrate. Hydration is another self-care way. Mm-hmm. So I am excited to be able to talk to you today about our special guest who we have on. And I'm going to talk about her in a second. For those of you who are watching me on uh, the YouTube live, you can see that I'm not in my normal location. I'm actually, as you can see, I'm in a hotel room because I'm at a conference and I've been having such a wonderful time just gaining some additional knowledge, making some great connections with other uh, professionals and experts within the field. And so I'm just super excited. But let me go ahead without further ado. And I'm going to bring on um, today our special guest and so let me add her right now and bring her on from behind the scenes this is dr sandra wilkerson she is a licensed marriage and family therapist in the state of florida and texas she is also licensed in the state of kansas she's a, has a master certified she has a master's and she's certified in addictions professional in florida and oh it's a lot on here and licensed chemical dependency counselor in the state of Texas. Whew, that was a lot of credentials. So you know she knows she's talking about herself because she has the license and the credentials to back it up and prove it. Now, that's not all. She's earned her doctorate degree in psychology with the emphasis in industrial and organizational psychology from my alma mater, Grand Canyon University. Woo woo! Go Lopes! Yes, go Lopes, go Lopes! <laughs> She specializes in issues of work-life balance and considers herself an expert in helping individuals manage relationships in the home and in the workplace. She has extensive history utilizing talk therapy, working with individuals, helping them to cope with anxiety and, and depression. And her work experience is so diverse. Guess what? She's been practicing in the field for over 20 years. She began her career in community mental health. So that just means in the field, out there with the people, in a residential setting placement, also having her own private practice. She's worked at Fortune 500 companies. She has experience in managing stress of working with in leadership roles while balancing family responsibilities. She also has experiencing experience in helping you become a better version of you and making sure that you're able to do some things. So please, please, everyone, help me welcome Dr. Sandra. Yes, welcome, welcome. So this episode, we are talking about divorce, betrayal. I've been betrayed. Now what? Now what? Now what? Now what? Now what? Now what? You keep one day at a time. You keep moving when life does not happen and fold out the way you expect it to. You 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 pick it up. You trust God and you keep moving. Yes. Well, you know what? Let me back up because you're giving the strategies, right? Let's let's first. They need to hear your story. They need to. They hear need my story. to hear your story and with those strategies of what you did and how it helped you, this is going to be very important first. So you were married for 20 years. 20 years. 20, 20 years married. 20 years. Two married. children. Two Correct. beautiful children. Two beautiful children. A 15, well, she's 16 year, a 16-year-old daughter, and I have okay. a 14-year-old son. Okay. Okay. The light of my world. Okay. Um, so I, I would say that, you know, it, what's interesting about, I think most interesting about my story is that um, 
one, my parents were divorced. I'm a product of, of a divorced home. Okay. And I had a, a marriage earlier, you know, uh, that, that didn't produce any kids. Then um, I was about 21 and managed mm-hmm. to get out of that. And from about 25 to, you know, until I got married again, you know, I really, you know, sought God, you know, what, what did I need to learn about myself? Mm-hmm. I, I had a good period of time. Um, I actually was celibate before I met my husband, had done all these wonderful things that sought God. And when I met my husband, mm-hmm. I really believed that it this was it. it. You were it ready. Was, it was it. It was ready. He yes. was patient. He, uh, he, he waited for me. He knew I wasn't trying to have sex before we got married. Okay. Really, really thought this was it. I really thought checked all those boxes that you know, because as women, we have this invisible box that we have, and we're looking to see if they're going to check and hit all these points of what we want. And especially, yeah. we're praying on it. So he just checked all of those boxes. And the and the bottom is that I didn't have like the most wonderful blended family experience coming from okay. a divorced home. He mm-hmm. didn't have kids. I didn't have kids. I was going to have wow. that perfect little family we were gonna yes. have yes it's, it's just gonna, it's gonna be none of that extra stuff yes uh, and that was just something that I, I like just I was just based on my experiences of yeah. having a stepmom and you know that blended family I just mm-hmm. wanted to avoid that as much if I could um as much I would want to avoid that I so, totally understand I, that. I, I'm, I'm a product of a blended family Right. And so I definitely understand there are some challenges that come with that. And so if you knew early on that wasn't what you wanted. So you went about constructing your life in the manner in which you would you would be able to yield. Right. What you were exactly. So we ran into some infertility issues and I had this I fasted and prayed and we got pregnant. It's just exciting. Love the idea of being a mom. He loves being a dad. Um, and you know, my second kid came around, you know, I didn't think we were going to have to, you know, uh, I didn't, I thought we was going to have to kind of work at it. I was going to have to yeah. pray fast. He yeah. came out like 19 months afterwards and it was like, oh, wow. girl, boy, you know, I okay. had the, boom, boom. the girl, the boy, it was all good. It's perfect. You got the 2.4 kid, read the family, pick a fence. Where's the dog at? <laughs> the boy was allergic to the dog. So oh we, no. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm kind of glad. Okay, so um, we're trucking along, we're pursuing, you know, I, I, I got an MBA because when I married him, I'd already had my master's degree. I got okay. licensed in the marriage. I had an MBA when we were in the marriage. I finished my doctorate degree. Wow. He, he became a police uh, sheriff deputy while we were married. Um, he got his master's degree and I just really thought that I was balancing this. I, I thought I was kicking on all heels. You know, yeah. I would hear those conversations about how much, you know, do you put your husband first? Do you put your kids first? Yeah. I thought that we were in agreement on yeah. how we were parenting, how our marriage was going. I thought we had great communication. Yeah. You know, I was the licensed marriage and family therapist. You Everything's- know. Everything's going well in, in your eyes. You think we're doing we're doing well. Thank you, Lord, for all of these blessings. We're trucking along as you your word, right? Just followed him to all these different places so he could pursue his career because I started working from home over 14 years ago. I started wow. working home when my 14-year-old was one. And oh, he'll wow. be seen in March. So I can navigate. We are we are we are we are we are moving. We are we are doing our thing as a great oh, power we're on our way to being this wonderful, you know, successful black family. Yes. 
he decides he and wants then, to go to law school. Okay. And of course, I'm supportive. Mm-hmm. And he gets to law school, and um, he he meets a friend. It's a, okay. a young female, and I am not of that mindset that men and women can't be friends. You okay. Know? I, uh, I'm reevaluating that constantly, you know, especially mm-hmm. now. But you know, that was a support. You know, they he's they we're just friends. We're just His study buddy is how he. That's right. But, and we, you know, what's so ironic? We had these conversations about when he'd go to law school, he'd have a, you know, he'd have a law school family. That's what they do. You know how you have, and I just never thought much about it. Okay. Like, hey, I, I, I get it. We looked it up. We, we did all the studying about what to prepare for when a spouse goes to law school. Wow. Uh, you were prepared. I mean, you were prepared, prepared for everything. I see. <laughs> but then I noticed that. Um, as his anxiety was increasing, the demands of law school got harder. He was spending mm-hmm. more time with her. Okay. Okay. And the truth is, deep in my heart, I think I knew that the mm-hmm. relationship had crossed some boundaries. We'd already okay. had discussions about how it became a very emotional relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm a big Esther Perel fan, fan and, and know that it, it's, it's nearly impossible for a spouses to meet every need. So I, yeah. I, I wasn't going to be able to support him in law school the way, you know, he needed family. in the aspect. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He had a community. That it just wasn't her. There were like two other people. Um, just like there were things he didn't understand about my doctoral journey. Yeah. So, um, but like I said, something in my heart knew mm-hmm. that it was more than what he was saying. Mm-hmm. But in the case of someone who, uh, betrays a person and yeah. evolves to become someone different. He 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 had crossed the line and he would lie in my face. Mm. You know? um, mm-hmm. And and how I found out was the ultimate betrayal. For a year, by the time I found out, he had basically been living a double life. Oh wow! Yeah. So wow. he was. I can only imagine how shocking that was, right? To find out the information. So now, not only. Did you find out the betrayal, the infidelity, but you find out a year after the fact and it's a double life. And so this is someone you have been married to for over 20 years. You built a family. Yes. Right? You guys built not only a family, you built a future and of, of you were working towards that future of what you were looking at as far as the, the, the goals that you both had. You shared those goals. You, uh, you know, agreed upon those goals and then you were executing those goals of the vision that you have for your family. And so now you have this instance where he stepped outside of the marriage and now this sense of betrayal. Right. And and the betrayal and and all the other things, because I'm sensitive of, you know, stories and just it's your story to tell. But with all of this and so you get to the point because we don't need to you know we don't have a long show right to go through exactly. the whole thing exactly. but, so we're gonna fast forward to where you know now you say okay we have to dis- dissolve this marriage this is no longer going to be you know um we're not gonna be a couple an item and so where you when you got to that stage do you think you were prepared for it and ready Dr. Nicole, let, let me just share something real quick. I think for me, when um, when I found out what was so hard for me mm-hmm. was the symptoms that I had. It didn't what make 
it didn't make sense why I was having trouble sleeping and mm. um, why I was so anxious and why I was ruminating and why I was, you know, almost kind of having flashbacks because there was something about me I knew in my heart. And so I started second guessing myself, mm-hmm. I started, you know, going back and saying I knew it and I was doing research on stuff. I was looking yeah. for records. And at some point, and I have a history working with, with people who have trauma. Yeah. And it dawned on me, I was like, you know what? I'm exhibiting symptoms of trauma. This is weird. Wow. I had wow. Never, I had Nick, I ain't never had no problems going to sleep. I'm not an anxious person. Yeah. Uh, I don't struggle with depression. I, I was like, something's not right with me. So I started Googling. And there was something called post-infidelity stress disorder. Mm. Post-infidelity stress disorder. Now, I'd been in the field 20 years and I'd never heard. Mm-hmm. I hadn't either until you told and me. And I've been, I've been around infidelity all my life. Yes. Wow. And so when I recognized that that's what, what was going on with me and I fit the criteria, that's when I knew it was completely over and that I needed to step back and heal. And I needed to take care of me so I could take care of my kids. You know, but I, I just want to pause you real fast because you've said a lot in here and there's something that I really wanted to point out that you said is so key is, well, there's a couple of things you've said in here, but or several, I should say, but self-awareness, that's a big piece because you had to become, it's when you became aware of, wait a minute, you started to notice your symptoms that you were exhibiting, that something wasn't right. It's when you started to recognize... Why am I feeling anxious? Wait, when's the last time I, I've been able to go to sleep without waking up? Why what am I going on with all these thoughts? What do you say? Why am I losing all this weight? What's going on with me? Now, some of us love to lose some weight, but a little too much is sickly, right? You can tell the difference when it's intended weight loss versus when it's unintended weight loss. But that self-awareness is keen. And something else that you said, too, is you saw telltale signs but you didn't believe your gut or your intuition, the things that was presented before you, you didn't pay attention to that. And that happens often when something can go on and we don't want to believe it. I'm just tripping. Some, no, I, I must not have seen and it. And when, when we're being gaslit, because yeah, I, was like, aware, yes. I was asking, are you sure? Because yes. if you don't want to be in this marriage anymore, just please let me know. Please don't make a fool out of me. I did everything to protect my heart. Yeah. Oh, you said, no, no, ain't nothing happening. You know, and it was just kind of like, oh my goodness, you're gaslighting me now. Making you feel like you're the crazy one. Like something's wrong with you that you didn't see what you saw, that you're not connecting the dots. I was not crossing the T's. Told I had a vivid imagination. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. And and that can often happen, unfortunately. Right. And so it's, as I'm listening to your story, one, I'm going... When you have some telltale signs, pay attention, right? And when when I provide couples counseling, I would tell clients, if you have to start going through phone records, I would have clients that's hiding out and, and, and following them. and call, That's a little too much. The trust is already broken. You already know something's going on if you have to do all that, right? Was Dr. Nikki, my because the timing for us, you know, he's in law school, you know, we'd already had this disruption. We'd already felt mm-hmm. emotionally abandoned by him. And I think for me, well, mm-hmm. I know for me, mm-hmm. I still had a glimmer of hope. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because it's like, oh, it's stressful. Could I, you know, we're, we're in the field. It's just like, we know couples can recover from affairs. Not sure I wanted to be one of those, but, yeah. and I wasn't really caught up on being married to an attorney. At some point, I wasn't sure I wanted to be married to uh, an attorney. Okay. It, it was kind of like, it was my family. It was what yeah. I wanted most. It was desired by heart that my children didn't grow up in a yeah. divorce in yep. a broken in a broken family system. you wanted something different for your kids than what you grew up and had for yourself yes. and so yep. that's why you waited and you prepared and you did everything you could do checked all the boxes out of all the eyes across the t's and and believe that things would be different yeah. but may, maybe believe that he would come around and repent and and yeah. ask for forgiveness and yeah. and maybe we could you know Re restore our yeah. relationship. Yeah. You wanted that restoration and unfortunately that's not what happened. That is not what happened. And, and so when you say I've been, you know, I've been betrayed now, you know, going through a divorce, I, 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 I saw God, I, you know, I prayed, I, I thought this was the man. I, I, he, he met all the criterias, all, I did everything I was supposed to do. Exactly. Now what? Right. Now, now what? So I can only imagine the feelings. I'm not going to put the feelings on you. And I can only imagine that you had to have some feelings of sadness, of some depression, you know. Confusion, mm -hmm. desperation, um, mm -hmm. you name it. And and it's that constant processing of kind of where did I go wrong? Did I go wrong? You know, yeah. what, what could have been different on the path? You know, yeah. what did I miss? What, yeah. or was he always like this? And I ignored yeah. it because I wanted, I believe that was, that's what love was. You know, mm. record of wrongdoing. Yeah. You, um, you, I, I constantly I'm searching the word for marital love. How do we get through this? And, yeah. um, but no, just a gamut of emotions that I, I don't think I'd ever experienced so many emotions at one time. And I'm one of these emotion-focused kind of therapists. I was like, <laughs> yeah, and, and now you found yourself experiencing it. So it gave you a different layer in the lens. So even when you do your own work, I'm pretty sure you've been able to utilize this. Yes. You know, it's uh, affected you and helped you in your own um, therapy with your clients. And so one of the things, you know, you talked a little about a little bit in the beginning about some of the strategies or some of the things that you found to be helpful with helping to get you onto the other side, right? Of the hurt, of the pain, of the betrayal, of the disappointment, right? Of the confusion. And so what was it for you? And I know it's various, you know, multiple things, but what would you say were the main key factors that helped to get you beyond um, that hurt and that pain and knowing that God had not forsaken me. Mm, okay. Standing on his promises, what his word said, you know, I think one of the things that was, was most um, enlightening for me was, you know, when I went through that process, but God, I prayed, but God, I did this, mm -hmm. you know, research. And it's like, God never promised us marriage. That mm. was not one of the promises that he made mm. us. Mm. Um, and so I dug deep in the word and I, I quoted scriptures. I studied scriptures. I found the ones that that gave me peace, that gave me mm. a sense of rest. Mm -hmm. um, of course, there was prayer. Um, and 
in, in my case, because we went to a Christian university, my dissertation had um, an element of religious coping strategy. So I was able to use what I had, what I'd already had inside of me. I was wondering. I the was research you already research. did. Yeah. So, and it was being able to understand how my religion was helping me cope helped me get through the process it it to me it kind of expedited the process because yeah. i had the, the real spiritual lens i had the therapeutic lens i also had a good support system um with my family um and because so much of the stuff was i mean he kind of put all his stuff out there it's just kind of like well, i didn't have too much i didn't have to worry too much about hiding stuff from kids because for some reason i don't know why he thought the lifestyle that he was living was okay to just kind of share with with our kids, which was a completely another stressor for me. Mm -hmm. um, but that that's what I did. I mean, I promise you, I stayed in that Bible. I bought a new Bible. Um, mm -hmm. Even before all the stuff really hit the fan, I knew we were going through a season of change. And I had started doing 40 day kind of like fast, giving up, you know, technology from certain hours. Just oh, wow the Lord on what what I needed to what I needed to do how did I need to prepare and um that's what got me through and what's still getting me through healing from a divorce and betrayal um they say take 18 months to two to three years and I was just like you know that long I ain't gonna be how long has it been for you what's the it's, time it's it's been almost 10 months 10 11 months okay, okay. Okay. Um, since since the betray since I the betrayal was confirmed. Okay. Um, a lot of stuff was just kind of ongoing, but for me, okay. everything just kind of stopped. Okay. When so, I confirmation. So from what you're saying, what I can take from this is one for you, your your spirituality, your connection with God has been very helpful to you to help get you through, like you said, the divorce, the healing from the divorce and the pain from the infidelity. So utilizing religious coping strategies, because you talked about it, right? Because you're a research from what I've, I've known and you can chime in at any time was looking at, you know, um, you looked at women, Protestant women, and seeing what their coping strategies were, what religious coping strategies they utilized to help them as they were going through things. And so not only did you do the research, you also were going through it and were able to actually put into place and see, well, do these strategies actually work? And what I'm hearing you say is the strategy you found to be one most helpful was trusting in God. You said standing on his promises that he gave to you. And so um, are there are, are there some strategies or a strategy or suggestion that you would make or you could give to those people who, who don't have God, right? Who who are not religious, who are may, you know, may not be Christian, may not have any type of religion, and they are suffering through, you know, going through a healing process of divorce or whatnot. Um is there another strategy that they could utilize? Like maybe taking it, um, and I'll give you a pause. Yeah. I, I know you mentioned before, taking it one day at a time. Can you I, talk about what that looks like? And what do you mean by taking it one day at a time? One day at a time, it's, it's knowing that you'll get through each day. Okay. Um, and I think for the, the non-Christian or the non-spiritual, mm -hmm. um, 
and I'm trying to think of how to say it in a non-spiritual way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's knowing that how it looks today is not how it's going to look tomorrow. Mm. I, I guess the, the therapeutic way I would say it yeah. is change is inevitable. Yeah. It, it, things will change. And yeah. what you have to do is keep going. You got to keep getting up. You got to keep moving because yeah. some people do get stuck. Yes. So for the non-Christian, it is tomorrow will not look like today. Just like yesterday does not look like today. I like to say that again. Tomorrow <laughs> will not look like today. And yesterday doesn't look like today. So it's basically going back to when I circled and you can't see my paper, but something you said is hope. It's taking it one day at a time, knowing that this too shall pass. How I'm feeling right now will not last always. I just have to take it one day at a time. I'm not going to jump forward and think about how I'm going to be in a month from now. I didn't take it one day at a time. That means getting up, making sure I'm dressing myself, doing my personal hygiene, and I'm going and doing my tasks and the things I have to do, that I'm eating, I'm showering, right? All of those things taking it one day from what I'm getting at a time and not focusing so much of what has happened that's behind us mm-hmm. and not focusing so much on the future of I can't wait till I get to that healed part. I just got to focus on one step, one foot in front of the other. And sometimes it's getting through just the next hour. There you through, go. Through, okay. through, the, through, the, through the morning. And okay. just, there you go. And then just waking up. It's just like, you know, I have another day to just because it it Today's will a new pass. Day. It it will pass. Yeah. And other advice I would give the non-Christian is to feel the feels. Just you know, mm-hmm. it 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 hurts. Yeah. But you suppress it or you you repress it or you pretend like you're feel not feeling the feels. Just just mm-hmm. feel the feels. It'll pass. And I think that has been one of the, the biggest lessons for me. Like I said, I understand emotions. I know yeah. how they can cripple you. On some days it's just like I just need to just sit and just feel the feels. Yeah. Feel the feels. It's, I like that. Feel, I'm going to use that one from now on. Feel the feels is sitting in there processing your emotions, allowing yourself to feel however you're going to feel, right? I'll have my days and I'm like, you know what? Today's not a good day. I know it's not. And I just sit in it and I go, you know, it is what it is. I'm eating my chocolate. If I want some ice cream, I may go upstairs and watch some sappy, sad mood, you know, movie so I can just yep. whatever I need to do. And then, you know, the next day I'm usually good, but it's allowing myself to feel however I'm feeling, right? And and, and allow myself to process that too. It's not suppressing it. And I'd be remiss if I didn't say, uh, talk to a therapist. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Because, you know, I, unfortunately, you know, as a therapist, I get to work with a lot of people who are not, who don't identify with a a higher power, you know? Yeah. And just to just to see them being able to tell their story to someone who's non-judgmental, somebody who's yeah. trying to kind of catch some things that might not be healthy. I've yeah. seen people, regardless of religious affiliation, yes. start to be set free just because they sat down and shared their story with a therapist. Yeah. And so I, that, that's what I said. Go talk to somebody. Yes. Tell somebody who's trained. Sometimes, I mean, someone who's trained. And go use your again. EAP. I've seen yes. people get through six sessions and be yes. like, it's good. You know, she's just yes. one somebody to talk yes. to who wasn't going to judge and make you feel yes. like something was your fault. Now, I, I will say this, and, and I am not, you know, trying to be negative about anyone. There is a difference between a coach and a licensed professional. Say it again. 
there is a difference between a coach, life coach, health coach, whatever. There's a whole lot of coaches out here and coaches are certified. They don't have their license. A licensed clinical therapist, whether it's an MFT, whether it's a social worker, whether it's a psychologist or whether it is a what is it now, clinical counselor, they all have at least a master's degree from a school where they have been trained in, in, in the mental health, social work, all these aspects, behavioral health. They've been trained, whether it's an 18-month program, two-year program, or a three-year program. And they also have to have internship hours, which means they go out and they actually have to be supervised by a licensed person while they are actually doing therapy. And depending on whatever their degree is, it can be for eight months, 18 months, two years, right? To three years, however they've been done. And they've taken licensing boards for whatever state that is that has now tested and said, guess what? You can now practice as a licensed therapist, right? So they are trained to help you work through the emotional aspects to help you delve through what you may be going through. And it's different from a coach just coaching you something on health or, you know, and, and coaches are good as well. But there's a difference between a life coach and a licensed therapist. And so if you're looking at the emotional part of it, where you need to work on what's going on with, you know, the, the healing and, and just the systematic part of all behind that, then I definitely encourage you to seek the help of a licensed professional. And let me add, yeah. Dr. Nikki, we are held to a higher standard. Yes. Our, our state licensing board. So yeah. encourage people. Regulate it. Yes, we are regulated. If we do something that harms you in any way, we can lose our license. So I yeah. encourage clients to go on, go licensee, look up in the state to jury and to make sure yes. that person is licensed. They don't have too much crazy stuff on their license because all that is public. If yes. you're gonna take that, if you're gonna become vulnerable enough to go sit down and share your story with somebody, make sure that they have the right credentials yes. and yes. everything. Yes. And that you get some kind of uh, retribution or something. Yes. If, if, this this was just a public health announcement, and I like I said, I yeah. love coaches, and we need coaches the same way we need you know trained licensed therapists. It's just knowing the difference between exactly. the two of why you're going to do what you're going to do. Licensed uh, clinicians can provide coaching services, however, coaches cannot provide mental health therapy. So exactly. I just say that piece of it. So, but what if the takeaway? If I were to wrap up. Yeah. What you've just said as far as going through, you know, uh, the healing from a divorce and from the betrayal, right, of the infidelity, the things that were helpful to you to help get you through and continuously get you through has been utilizing your religious coping strategies, which was trusting God that you were standing on his promises of what he told you, knowing that you're going to be able to move through this. Um, taking it one day at a time and taking it one day at a time meant that you allowed yourself to feel the feels, right? Whatever you were feeling in that moment, you process it, you allowed yourself to be, you weren't mean and, and unkind to yourself as you were going through that and realizing that every season there's going to be change. And so uh, learning how to be flexible, I like to say like water fluid and move, right? Don't be rigid and break if you bend, but being able to be fluid with that and go, as, as someone actually told me, go with the flow. Exactly. And you had and you had a support system. Yes. Right. And that was, I mean, that's a big one. And so you also had another skill that you mentioned that oftentimes people don't have 
the fact that you are a licensed therapist. And so because of that, you've been trained also. And so you were, you were able to catch on to and have some self-awareness when you started to exhibit those symptoms. So for those of, of those, for those of you who are not licensed and you're listening, you're not therapists, and you may say, well, how, how can I find out? I, I don't know what those symptoms may look like. Or I may, you know, how can I know if something's wrong? Just some simple strategies or some, some simple things to identify is, are you having difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep, right? Or maybe you're sleeping too much. Are you, have there been any changes in the past two weeks for, of your eating? Maybe you're eating too much. Maybe you don't want to eat at all. You said, I haven't eaten all day. I have no appetite, right? How's your mood looking? Do you find yourself isolating from others? I don't want to, someone calls, I'm not going to talk to them. You're now not talking to other people. You may find yourself just pulling away from different family members, right? Do you have, might find frequent headaches or do you have where all these thoughts, you just can't seem to turn them off and they're just churning in your head all the time. You close your eyes and you have the thoughts or you may have some flashbacks of images and that may be disturbing that's causing you different distress, right? These are just some simple things to pay attention and to see if there are any, to say, you know what, I, I think I may uh, meet some of those categories and check some of those boxes it may just be time for you to go in for, I always say like, a, you know, we do checkups, right? We go in to our um, primary care physician. We have to get our physicals, our annual physicals. So why don't we treat our mental health the same way? Why don't we be preventative at times versus reactionary? You don't usually go into the doctor now, you know, if most of the time at stage four cancer, well, you start feeling symptoms then you go into the doctor to get checked out because it's supposed to be preventative. What is it called? Preventative. Um, healthcare, where you're going in and you're getting your checkups and you're getting you're, you're getting your eyes examined one to two years, right, to see how you how things are doing. So I'm going to encourage you all to do that with your mental health, right? Just do a checkup. Maybe you just go in and you go talk to someone and say, just make sure you're you're on target, you're on point, that everything's okay. And maybe you'll need to speak to someone for a couple of sessions and then you can move forward. But these are just some things that you can pay attention to. So I just want to thank you, Dr. Sanja for sharing your story, taking the time to come on here to talk to my other moms who may be experiencing some of the same things and to let them know they're not alone, you know, that this too shall pass, that there is hope for them. Is there any other thing that you would like to say and, and leave for um, our guests? Or not, you are the guest, but for our listeners. <laughs> for the you listeners. know, I, I, I want people to know that the betrayal is, betrayal trauma is real. Um, to, to, you know, it seems as if our society and our culture has just kind of normalized infidelity and adultery. You know, we see it all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think for me, I know for me, it's that being on the other side, never thinking in a million years, I'd be betrayed as I was. Yeah. I have so much empathy for the celebrities who are dealing with this, you know, uh, yeah. on, a, on a public platform and every wow every child that is going through this 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 there is someone on the other end who's being hurt when they yes. feel hurt. And just just to know that there is there is help and yes. you will get to the other side you know yes. the scripture that I'm meditating on now is Psalm 27 and 13 I remain confident of this I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land mm. of living mm. So you just, that those are just things you got to hold on. Thank you for that. Thank you again for coming on, sharing your words of wisdom, dropping these pearls to help 
with Towards Mental Wellness. So we just want to thank you again for coming on. And it has just been so very helpful to hear. You know, I'm definitely going to have you stop by again. So thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Sandra. You're welcome, honey. Well, that was Dr. Sandra. Wow. That was a lot. Just hearing her story of how she was able to move forward. And she's still moving forward um, after the betrayal, after the divorce, right? I've been betrayed. Now what? Because we can oftentimes get stuck in our feelings and get stuck in our emotions and get stuck with the unforgiveness piece. We didn't even get to ask her that. So I guess I have to have her back on because that forgiveness piece is such a a pivotal thing. And and if you haven't listened to the previous podcast I did on forgiveness, go back, look in there, read that or listen to that because that has definitely been um, one of the all time one most downloaded one is um, forgiveness and what that looks like. Well, that's it, everyone. I hope you have enjoyed, have gained something, some kind of inspiration, gained some strategies from the information that you heard today. And we have come to the end of this podcast show. Thank you so much for stopping by, for tuning in, for listening to Dr. Nicole and Dr. Sandra, who was just on sharing her story. If you have not already done so, please make sure you go ahead and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Dr. Nicole or Katie. That way, whenever I have a live or I have a video, it will automatically alert you and let you know, notify you that I have one. If you have not subscribed to my Instagram, my IG handle is Dr. Nicole Arcady. I provide inspirational, motivational items on there, also all helping you towards mental wellness. And for those of you who may be watching me on the YouTube channel and have not yet subscribed to my podcast show, it is Dr. Nicole Arcady, mental wellness for you. But if you just type in Dr. Nicole Arcady, it will pop up for you there. I try to keep it easy. That way you can notify me or, or figure out where I'm at. If you're like, Dr. Nicole, I just need a little bit more. I need some more, just maybe quarterly, something that can, you know, help me out and and just some more informational things. Guess what? Visit my website. What is the address? DrNicoleArcady.com. So that way you can make sure that you are uh, subscribing to my newsletter or just actually release that newsletter for this first quarter. And I put a lot of great information in there, just helping with mental wellness. Maybe you're someone who may need a little additional information, or maybe you want some more one-on-one interactive session engagement where you can learn some more strategies to help you professionally that can help you personal your personal life then go ahead if you visit the website you can also follow up and, and go to the online academy ANA wellness academy where there are different types of courses that are going to help you with making sure you ensure not only your mental wellness but helping you with professional growth and with your personal growth well everyone this is it thank you so much again for stopping by this is dr nicole arcady your mental wellness expert and guess what why is it so important for me to talk about mental wellness and for you to know about it Well, that's important. And that's just simple because you matter too. So take care of you. Ta-ta for now, everyone. Have a fantabulous rest of your day and the rest of your week.